Welcome to Good Luck High Five, episode 514. That's right. You're listening to a podcast that's for you if you play Magic the Gathering, whether you're giving us your first listen or your 500th plus. I thought you were going to say last. (laughs) (laughs) Whether you're giving us your first listen or your last. Do you know what? You've decided you've had enough. (laughs) Oh my God. We are here for you. I'm one of your hosts, Maria, but for how much longer? (laughs) I'm another one of your hosts, Megan. You can't get away from me. And on today's show, we've got a jam-packed show full of fun times for you. That's a guarantee. That's a good luck high five guarantee. A GLHFG, if you will. Uh, We're going to talk about Pioneer because Pioneer has been all the rage at these regional championships happening all over the world. Uh, Yeah. You know, with a return to paper, we're getting a return to some paper formats. um, And Pioneer is one of the freshest and most exciting of those. Yeah. We've got some deck lists for you if you are interested in trying out Pioneer, Mm -hmm. some of the best decks you can play, and some of... My favorite deck you can yeah. also play. <laughs> Singular. Some of my favorite deck. deck. <laughs> we're going to um, tell you all about that. We're also going to have a flavor text theater, yes. movie pitches, movie everybody's pitches. favorite, a story time with Megan. Yeah. What a hot, hot time this is going to be. I know. And a Scryfall randomizer. I want to know what's happening in the Brothers War and on wow. Dominaria and with Karn. We're still, yeah, we're still going to be a little bit back in the day with Domin- Dominaria United and Karn. Setting it up. It's a good time. Uh, it's a spooky time. Ooh, well, I'm here for a spooky time. Yeah. Do you know what else is a spooky time? The fact that it's almost December. Well, okay. Yeah, that also. <laughs> okay. We were watching, you know, in season four of TNG, yeah. there's there's like um the episode where they all get paranoia. Okay. Um, do you remember this one? They I don't like know yet. go to find the the Britannia. Okay. The ship that was like lost and they get stuck in some sort of like phenomenon, you know, space that phenomenon makes classic. Them scared. No, it's but it's that there's like another set of like creatures which with whom they've never had contact on the other side that are telepathic, and their telepathic communication is at the same frequency as human brain waves for REM sleep. So everyone is ex- suffering like extreme deprivation oh, from like yes. REM sleep. This is called night terrors. Yes. And it is legitimately like a really good 45 minute horror movie. Wow. That's very cool. I don't um, remember this there's episode. There's like this scene where, because all of everyone on the Britannia, when they go and find it, th- there is like one Betazoid who didn't die, but who is like, essentially is just like in a terror coma. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And all of the human crew killed themselves or each other. Wow. Um, And it's like really dark. And so there's this scene where where Crusher is like in the morgue and there's like 20 bodies, each on their own individual, individual table, like draped in clear plastic, you know, like white clear plastic. Yeah. And she's having like the paranoia hallucinations also. And they all, sit up behind oh, it is no. it is like incredible it's really really good wow, like whoever I, did the visuals for the like and there's there's a bunch of stuff in the episode that's very good but like that scene specifically i was like this, it was such a good like horror movie like atmosphere so and cool. setting and visual it was excellent how did i get on this tangent i don't even remember because you were saying this uh spooky time i oh, don't yeah, remember I don't, oh spooky we're here to recommend episodes Anyways. of star trek the next generation to you of any kind that you might want or Star Trek Voyager. I'll I was put just that like, in the right, mix. There's tons of good episodes, but I like this one. I was just so struck with like how well it was. It I'll was like, it, it was a perfect like 45 minute horror. Oh, movie. that's excellent. It was so good. Have you ever had a night terror? No, 
I've had, have you ever had sleep paralysis? No, gosh, no, absolutely not. I have had one time <gasps> in my Was life. Was it so spooky? Because you know what they say? They're like, you like see a demon and yeah. like, and I'm like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> the only people who see demons are people who spend their time thinking about like Catholic stuff and like, um, I'm going to imagine a demon. Like, I don't think about demons. Wow, Maria's here right? to roast Catholics. <laughs> <laughs> and sure enough, yeah, this happened to me like six years ago. I saw a demon at the foot of my bed and I could not move. I was paralyzed, but I knew the demon was there to like kill me. And oh you can't, my you can't scream. You yeah. can't do anything. It was the most horrifying experience of my life. That's terrifying. Yeah. And That's there awful. was a demon there. Yeah. So if you're listening, demon, what up? I hope this is your last episode. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so before we get into the show and before the demon stops listening, um, <laughs> yes. thank you to everybody who is our big time friend over on patreon.com slash GLHF magic. Yes. Thank you already to the patrons who have upped their pledges to get this sweet, sweet play mat. I think we have about 10 already claimed. Wow. Which means that there are a scant 88 remaining. This is our beautiful Boggle Cruise play mat that you yes. get. Um, the way that you get it, if you're a patron right now starting today, um, which is the 28th because we record this on Monday. So the time you listen to this is going to be the 29th if you're listening on the day it's released. You, if you are a patron, can up your pledge by $5. You get access to this play mat. Yes, or $60 if you have an annual yes. annual pledge. Yes. yes. Um, $5 a month, which is $5 $60 a month. Yeah. for an annual. Um, and if you're not already a patron, what this unlocks for you on December 1st. Okay. Midnight. Become a patron at $10 a month or more. It's unlocked. Twink. It, that's the sound of a wow. lock. Un- <laughs> unlocking. Twink. Interesting. <laughs> you get Didn't access to this that. play mat or you can become a, a yearly subscriber then as, as well. Yes. Um, to unlock this play mat starting on December 1st. Amazing. It's our patron pledge drive month. Patron pledge drive month. It's a fun month. Yes. Also, a very special exclusive, we're going to record a 10-minute episode where Maria explains to me what Marvel (laughs) Snap is and how I play it. That will be only available to patrons. So if you want to know what Marvel Snap is and how to play it, become a patron. If you're like, what is all this snapping people are talking about? Everyone that I know is playing it, and I have absolutely no clue about it. I will catch it, you so. up. All right. It is, I'm completely addicted to it <laughs> to the point of probably unhealth. Uh, and if you want to join me on this medical misery tour, uh, you can become a patron and listen to this episode to find out more about it. <laughs> and subscribe to our new podcast, The Medical Misery Tour. <laughs> our intro song would be The Beatles, but we would just get slammed with that band hammer. Oh, right away. Uh, right, right away. away. Uh, do we have, let's thank the people who upped their pledge though to, to yes. donate this episode to them. <laughs> this episode, we are donating this to the people. It simply belongs to them, Maria. It simply this is belongs your to them. episode. Okay, here we go. Also, at this point, hopefully you're in the Discord in yeah. the recent episode. Um, threat, threat channel. channel. Um, cl- you can claim your part of the episode. Okay, great. You can. Cl- so if you want to claim can be a claimed. specific part, yes, <laughs> my recommendation of an episode of TNG can be claimed. Yes, can be claimed. Great. Anyways, um, thank you to Adam, to Matt, Marcus, um, Manuel, Christoph, Pumpkin Face, Jason, <laughs> Willow, Sam, Bennett, 
and Hallie. Yay! Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you so much to all of you. We appreciate it so very, very much. This episode is for you. Uh, Thank you as well to our sponsor, Card Kingdom. You can check them out on the intranet at cardkingdom.com slash GLHF. Use that link to buy anything you need for your holiday gifting list yes have you started yet Tis the time um this is your reminder to start if you haven't yes do you need stuff for stocking stuffers do you need stuff for the individual days of hanukkah they have you covered so they've got a cyber monday sale going on right now but don't worry because this goes through wednesday everybody 10 percent back 10 percent back through wednesday so go over there get some shiny new foils for somebody's commander deck yeah i just pick up some of the cards you need for these pioneer decks for these pioneer decks i just bought two commander decks um from card kingdom literally yesterday so i put my money where my mouth is everybody and i shop at card kingdom too so highly recommend them cardkingdom.com slash glhf are you ready for the randomizer yes Okay, I'm going to show you your picture first. Okay. Here it is. By the way, <laughs> the randomizer wow. is where we use scryfall.com and hit yes. the random card button. Pinterest wants you to save this image. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sure, why not? Um, okay, I'm going to tell you the art that I'm looking at. It is a snowy landscape. Yeah. Um, there is a black woman in the foreground uh, who has frost all over her hair. Yes. And I'm going to say even to the point of almost having a frost hat. Yeah, that looks like um, a frost wig like yes. the British judge, like yes, judges wear. it does wear. look like that. Um, and she also has frost brows. Barristers. Um, and is like, hold, like has an outstretched hand that is a balancing an enormous delicate snowflake yeah um i this has to be from like cold snap what do you think the name of this card is okay this is a blue card Uh uh-huh um and the um (laughs) oh man (laughs) name this card wow um this is gonna this is gonna be um I can think of no words that could possibly frost um, convey princess. Yeah, no, I'm gonna go with um, frozen by Disney. Uh, I'm gonna go with a uh, frost paradigm. Ooh, frost paradigm. Okay, yes. that's like a real frost name. Paradigm is the name of this card. It is blue. Uh-huh. Um, what and does it, do? it is um, two in a blue. Uh, to look at the top two cards of your library, uh, you're gonna scry two. And then draw a card. Okay. There well, you go. you've designed a card for yourself. Congratulations. I have designed a card for <laughs> Did I consider what this card might actually do? Not at all. No, I never do. Um, this card, the name of the card actually rhymes with what you said. What? What did you say the name of this? Frost Paradigm? Frost Paradigm. This card's name is Rhyme Dryad. Oh, Rhyme Dryad. So it's a a single green. Oh. For a one, two. So wrong. From Ice Age. So you were on the right vibe check on that. It has Snow Forest Walk, which means this creature can't be blocked as long as defending player controls a snow forest. Oh. Yeah, there it is. Wow. What a lovely little... What a lovely little card. I know. Art by Heather Hudson. Rhyme Dryad. Rhyme Dryad. I like that name. Yeah, it is a good name, but I liked your name too. That was legit. Put (laughs) put that in a notebook for later. Um, Megan's now pulling up a random card for me to look at. I'm just going to see the art, then I'm going to guess the name of the card and the abilities. My computer's going slowly. Just like always here on uh, this segment. All right. The randomizer. Oh, you you will perhaps know this one. Oh, this is from Call Time. Yeah. Which, Which one is this? 
Ooh. Oh, this is the blue. This is the blue say, one. Do you want to describe the art for, for yes. listeners? Okay, so this is the beautiful aura in the sky is happening. The northern lights is happening behind the planeswalker from this set. Nico. Nico. And there is a frozen uh, snow... <laughs> like statues on either yeah. side, which is like a warrior and a big serpent. Yeah. Um, and a glow of a sunrise behind. Yeah, this is beautiful. This is really beautiful art. I, you know, it's been I a like hot minute since I looked at this art. So this is yeah. the one that has Fortel. It's the blue spell with Fortel that you draw two cards. Oh, man. Or it whatever, is right? not. Isn't it? No. Which one is this? This is Search for Glory. Oh, oh Kieran Yanner is the name of the artist, by the way. It's really gorgeous. Search for the Glory. You will be forgiven for not knowing it because it was a bad rare. Um, oh, yeah. Search for the glory. Two and a white snow sorcery. Search your library for a Snorcery. snow permanent card, a legendary card, or a saga card. Reveal it. Put it into your hand and shuffle. You gain one life for each snow what spent to cast What card am I thinking of? Um, Behold the multiverse. Behold the multiverse. Which actually, do you know what? We're going to look at that. Because I want to see how close it is or how far away my memory was from it. Wow. Oh my gosh! Everybody? It's like very similar. <laughs> it is almost the same. I mean, okay, the background is is they're the same. They're in the same pose. They're yeah, the same they're pose. The, okay, it's like similar pose. And there's a glowing background. Okay, <laughs> all right, fair enough. You but you know what? That's correct. That's really weird. Both of these were snow cards. Yeah. By Wait, the no. way, behold the multiverse is just a foretell card. I mean, yeah, but I mean, like you know, that one had yeah. s- was a snow. Oh yeah, you mean the one that I got yes. for you is snow, and the snow. one that you got for me is snow. snow. Wow, and it's going to snow tomorrow here in Minneapolis. No, it's not. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to point out: Can we predict the weather by playing the randomizer? Wow, I'm not saying we can't, and I'm not saying we can. But maybe we can. But I'm asking the question. You know, get, can we get spooked for the time that we get <laughs> wrath of God? <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Everybody, let's talk Pioneer. Get our little bindles on our spindles and let's hike out west. Um, we are talking Pioneer. Upsetting thing that you've said. <laughs> and a bunch of the regional championships uh, have already happened. We still have more yet to come. Yeah. And those are the big tournaments that players qualify, you know, at your local game store to go and play in a region that qualify you to go to the pro tour. Yeah. And the world championship. Pretty cool. Yes. Um, so there have been a bunch of them so far. There's been ones in Canada, um, in the U.S., um, over in Europe, in, uh, in Australia. Brazil. In Australia, in Japan and Korea, yeah, um, and in Southeast Asia, just tons of them so far. We're going to talk about some of the decks that have stood out from those. Yes, so Pioneer was kind of all of the rage before the pandemic hit because it was like the new format, right? That was uh-huh. basically like Return to Ravnica on, and we like had a great connection to it because yeah. that's exactly when we started playing the game. So it was kind of cool. It was like the Maria and Megan format yes. for, to co-opt it for our own selfish needs. Um, <laughs> that's kind of how it felt. And yeah. then it went away because we because also just kept playing online. Exactly. Right? We couldn't, like it was about to, it's about to have its it heyday. to take off. And then it could not um, because yep. we all had to stay home. Yeah. And so now it's back, baby. Mm-hmm. And better than ever, question mark. Who knows? But we were playing it at these regional championships. And yeah. so we wanted to talk about it. So what is the hotness in Pioneer? Well, all right, let's kick it off with Mono White Humans. Yes. Um, Mono White Humans, this is, this is the deck that won DreamHack Atlanta, the U.S. Regional Championship. Nice. Um, yeah, which was a little bit of a surprise, not super 
not super popular, medium popular heading into the weekend. The most popular deck heading into the first weekend of these regional champs is Mono Green. Yes, which definitely changed yes. from one weekend to the next. People saw that it did not perform like perhaps as well as they thought. It only put a couple of copies across the three top eights. Um, and so Rakdos Midrange is now like way more popular. Yeah. We'll get to that one in a little bit. Um, and stuff like this. So this list that we're looking at here is from Dahlia Morin from Face to Face Games Top 8 in Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love this deck, obviously. It's a cute little creature deck, just like you would assume a white weenie deck to be. But it's got some cool new additions like Recruitment Officer, a four Yeah, of. wow. This is a new card from Brothers War. Yes. That lets you get some soldiers from your deck. Yeah, you creatures can, from your deck. You they don't have to be soldiers. Yeah, just you get to look at the top four cards of your deck and you can uh, reveal a creature card with uh, mana value three or less and put it into your hand, which is a really cool way to draw cards in a mm-hmm. deck that normally doesn't get access to cards later in the game. Um, and I don't know. I just really like it. You're playing Thalia, yeah. Guardian of Thraben to stop kind of your opponent, slow your opponent down if they're playing spell yeah. counter spells, that kind of thing. Thalia's, Thalia's lieutenant. lieutenant. Put counters, counters on things. Just your classic mono white creatures deck. Yep. Adeline Resplendent Cathar, of course. Get aggro. Power ho- house. Yeah. I love this deck. Luminarch Aspirant. It a just, classic these it days. It just makes me happy that this deck has been well represented at these events and that it's yeah. doing well and taking one down. Um, next up, this one is very much up, up my alley, yes. obviously, yeah. which is Lotus Field Combo. Okay. <laughs> so what is Lotus Field Combo? So Lotus Field Combo is, so there's the land Lotus Field. Yep. Um, it's, it has hexproof. It enters the battlefield tapped. When it enters the battlefield, you sacrifice two lands um, and you tap it to add three mana of any color. Um, so yeah, basically what you're doing is like getting these Lotus Fields into play. Um, you have ways to untap them, like Vizier of Tumbling Sands. Oh, I see. Um, so that you can generate just like, you, right, you can make lots and lots of mana. You also have Hidden Strings, which is a card from Hello RTR oh, back yeah. in the day. Oh, yeah, I mean, like, there it is. Um, the first set you can play with. Exactly. Pioneer. And then you have a bunch of... Like, just high-power, expensive cards. You've also got four copies in this version we're looking at from Matthew Tournay, who uh, also played the FTF, um, Mm -hmm. the Canadian one, the face-to-face championship. Thespian Stage, which allows you to copy a land so you can have more Lotus Fields to make more mana. Yep. Um. So what are you casting? What are you yeah. casting? That's a big okay. question. Okay, what are you casting? Um, you have cards like Behold the Beyond, which is discard your hand, search your library for three cards, and put those cards into your hand, then shuffle your library. Obviously, you have Omniscience. Once you've got that down, you can just do whatever you want. Yeah, that's the enchantment that lets you cast spells without paying their mana costs. Yep, Dark Petition, which is um, another card that lets you tutor for stuff. Um, Emergent Ultimatum, of course. This is the one where you search your library for up to three monocolored cards with different names. Um, You get to cast two of them. Your opponent chooses which one you are not casting. Um, You have Pour Over the Pages, which draws you a bunch of cards. Uh, You have Approach of the Second Sun. Sick. Of course. You have Thought Distortion, which makes your opponent just discard everything. You have Zakama Primal Calamity. Oh my god, Zakama, the dinosaur! Exactly, the big old dino. So this deck is just very, very cool. Yeah, I mean, this deck seems really, really fun if you're 
if you're the kind of player that likes to think through things and um, untap and tap and tippity tap and then go get exactly. what you need and cast big, huge spells. Wow, that, that looks fun. Yeah, I mean, it is. Seems like a deck you would play. Yeah. If you were going to a pioneer tournament. Um, and then you just have like other stuff for control kind of, right? Yeah. Like you have Supreme Verdict. You have Path of Peril. Just stuff to help you like keep that board clear um, until, until you're ready to go off and do your thing. The deck that was the champion, and when I say champion, I mean the most people brought it, not that it <laughs> really won anything, um, was Mono Green Devotion of the first weekend of these events. Yeah. Um, Mono Green Devotion um, <laughs> makes a lot of sense. Nykthos Shrine to Nyx is a land that you can play in Pioneer. I mean, it's just a, it's just a powerful card, you know? You like, Nykthos Shrine to Nyx, from its time in Standard, when it was yeah. wildly dominant in Standard, it can just do a lot. Making that much mana is super powerful. Yeah, so Nykthos, in case you're unaware, it, you can pay two to tap it to choose a color, and then you add mana to your mana pool equal to the amount of your devotion to that color, which is the colored mana pips on your creatures or whatever is on mm -hmm. your battlefield. So you can just play a bunch of green stuff and then yep. have Nykthos tap for a million. I mean, you have stuff like Old Growth Troll. Yeah. Which is three. three. It's three green. green. Green, green, Exactly. Cavalier of Thorns, the same. Um, You have stuff like Kiora Behemoth Beckoner, which can untap your Nykthos. Gross. <laughs> right? So you can like tap Nykthos, generate all that mana, and then untap it. Ooh. Right? And Nissa, who shakes the world, will also untap your Nykthos. Yeah. Let you make all that mana again. And then you can cast a card like Storm the Festival, which is three green, 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 to look at the top five cards of your library and put up to two permanent cards with mana value five or less from among them onto the battlefield. And it has flashbacks so you can do it again. Yes. I mean, just very, Sickness. very powerful. It also has Karn the Great Creator, four copies of this. This is the Karn that lets you go and find um, artifacts in exile. And the sideboard is just a bunch of very powerful artifacts. Oh, so it's a toolbox sideboard yeah. using Karn. So you have Cityscape leveler which is a new card from brothers war that just obliterates your opponent's things oh yeah um oh, you have yeah. sky sovereign console flagship you know just a good old classic you've got the stone brain another new brothers yeah. war card to go and grab four copies of anything out of your opponents yep god pharaoh's statue which is a card that like helps you close out the game without doing anything if you don't want to seems strong <laughs> yeah um, and this deck did perform better this weekend than it did the weekend before. Okay. It actually okay. won one of the tournaments um, and it had a few more copies in the top eight. Let's take a look at Rakdos midrange. This deck did yes. very well this past weekend. Very dominant. Um, I think like most notably the top four in uh, at the champions cup final, which was Japan and Korea's regional championship Four, like this was the top one through four. So we're looking at the winner of that championship, Ray Hirayama's version of Rakdos Midrange here, which I guess the cards in it really don't surprise me at all. It's nope. just a bunch of the good stuff that you would play. Yep. You've got <sighs> Thoughtseize. You've got Fatal Push. You have Fable of the Mirror Breaker. You have Bone Crusher Giant, yep. right? Like you have Shieldred. You're even playing Blood Tithe Harvester, which that card, I feel like it's in every single format that's yes, been invented at this exactly. point. Exactly. That card is so good. Um, yeah, right? You have Dreadbore, uh, a classic removal spell. Very nice. That's that's some RTR action right there. Yeah, it is. Croxa, um, of course, Titan of Death's Hunger. A new card that's joining this from the Brothers War is Misery Shadow. Oh, yeah. Have you played with this little, I have this little friend? One in a black for a 2-2 creature. Shade. <laughs> it throws it, too. If a creature an opponent controls would die, exile it instead, which is really nice. Yeah. Um, but the important part is one 
it gets plus one plus one until end of turn. Wow. So you can just pump it can infinite. Just pump, it, pump it all day. Oh my gosh. I played against this card in limited at the pre-release and I was like, what am I? What? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what am I supposed to do about On this? Two? You know, you're like, yeah. uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I can't even disfigure it if they just leave up a uh, mana. <laughs> Um, and this is right. Like this is a deck that just can do it. Like it can do it all. It has tons of card advantage. Why do we keep giving red card advantage? I don't know. You will complain I'm about it, it in any color other than blue. Yeah, I will. <laughs> Cause you know what? It's supposed to be blues thing. Uh, yep. Um, next up, there were a lot more spirits last weekend than there were this week. And that was another deck that I think underperformed for a lot of people. Interesting. Um, but there, there were still a few, like the, you know, it was still running around this last weekend's regional championship flying around. Uh, yes. Um, it tends to be more mono blue now, like it was bant last weekend. And now people are, seem a little bit more onto the mono blue version of this. Okay. And of course it's just got, you know what? It's just got ghosties. It's ghosties the all pioneer day. version of ghosties. You yeah. see this deck in other formats, and this is Pioneer's version. Ghosties. Ghosties. Uh, you're playing cards like Supreme Phantom, which is yep. your cute little spirit lord, which, get, which gives other spirits plus one, plus one. It's just one in a blue mana. Exactly. They're all cheap. They all fly, and they have evasion, and they'll just make you regret your life choices. Uh, Shacklegeist. Tap things. Use uh, your spirits to tap stuff. Rattle tap, chains. Tap. If you're trying to remove one of my spirits, I flash in you my cannot. rattle change. Oh, you cannot. You cannot. Lofty I say no to you. as some counter magic slip out the back to also protect your stuff. Um, of course, Ascendant Spirit, which is our little level up spirit from Kaldheim. Yeah. So it's a nice tricksy little um, uh, aggressive creature deck that can protect itself, which is something that I believe in, you know? And I don't. <laughs> Watch our show on ABC in 1965 <laughs> and find out, can we make it work? Can we make it work? Do, 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 oh, no. Do. They'll never get along. Azorius Control, though. Here's uh, yes, your this baby. One final, this won a, a tournament this weekend. Yes, it did. Um, it was in the finals of uh, last weekend, too. Um, but, you know, winning is really what Azorius <laughs> Control deserves. <laughs> deserves <laughs> i mean uh, why are you not why are you playing this if not to win that's my exactly. question it's miserable um for <laughs> um anyways tons of card advantage obviously like memory deluge behold the multiverse which we were just talking about earlier yep. um of course it's got our good old buddy shark typhoon okay the wandering emperor to fairy hero of dominaria just all the classics it's got counter spells it's got card draw it's got board wipes it's perfect. I hope Greg Orange was playing no this at Dallas. Yeah, I really hope so. <laughs> I mean, I can only imagine that yeah, he was. Yeah, for sure. Azorius Control. I guess you are playable. <sighs> Maria, speaking of, I guess you're playable. Yeah. <laughs> There's a Celestia Auras deck Yay! that did well in DreamHack Atlanta. Yeah, so DreamHack Atlanta, uh, we had this beautiful Celestia Auras deck from Michael Lesh. Um it's just exactly what you think. It's Boggles in Pioneer. Yeah. Uh, you play Glade Cover Scout as one of your bogs, which is a classic bog. It's yeah. one of the bogs from bogs. Um, you also get to play Paradise Druid, which oh, when yeah. untapped is a hexproof bog. Um, it's the light prop pause Emperor's Voice. Is, you a bog? Is a an honorary bog. It's two mana. So, you know, yeah. I mean, no one can be a true bog unless you're one mana hexproof. Um, and this is It also has but... SRAM, Senior Edificer, yes. your favorite friend. I love SRAM. Uh, whenever you cast an aura, uh, which is what you care about here, you get to draw a card. 
So See, it sounds like you also yeah. like drawing cards, Maria. <laughs> you know what? I guess I do. Uh, the closest bog in this deck that's not true bog is Generous Visitor. 1-1 one, one for a single green. Whenever you cast an enchantment spell, put a plus one, plus one counter on target creature. Ooh, nice. Which we saw running yeah. on standard for a little bit uh, back not too long ago. And then, of course, all of your auras that you put on all of your beautiful hex poop bogs and you protect and you attack. It attack, it protect, wait. <laughs> it protect, it attack. But most importantly, it'll have your back in yeah. Pioneer, uh, which makes me makes me so happy. I recall wondering when Pioneer was invented. I'm like, oh, will there be a Boggles deck? Sure enough. Here you go. This one was in the top eight, and yeah. it very nearly took the whole thing down in DreamHack. Oh, so close. So close. I mean, you don't get your core spirit dancer, which no. we can all cry about, but apparently you don't need it. Um I think this would be so fun. Um, I would love to try this out at a Pioneer event and have my opponents all universally hate my stinking guts. <laughs> um, so if you that's what you want, that's a deck for you to try. <laughs> the, and like we've really only like cracked the surface of the available decks in Pioneer. Like literally all of them had so many different archetypes. Yes. There's a Gruel mid-range running around. There's Karuga Fires, which is like a Fires of Invention combo style Ooh, deck, sick. which is also running around. It's tons of really cool stuff. Um, so if Pioneer is something that you're interested in, check it out. Like hopefully your local game store is running some yeah. events in it. Uh, it just seems like a very cool format right now where there's a lot of possibility. And we've got two more weekends of these regional championships coming yeah, up. Yeah, three more weekends. Three more weekends. Three more weekends. Three more weekends. Um, where we're qualifying more and more players for the Pro Tour coming yeah. up and the World Championship in 2023. Um, so Pioneer seems to be where it's at at the moment. Yeah. All right, Maria. Yes. Are you ready for story time? I've got my slippies on. I have got my comfy little ma magic blanket that looks like a magic card and I'm cuddling my little raccoon Kami. Let's go. All right. So um, this is going to be a brief story time because even though kind of a lot happens, it is summed up fairly briefly in episode three. Two sentences. Okay. <laughs> in two sentences. Episode three, the locked tower, which is the third chapter in the Dominaria United story. I'm going to say it again. What? I love having Karn as a main character. I mean, Karn's great. He's a great. great main character. We love Karn. We stand Karn here on this exactly. channel. Exactly. What a sad robot. Yeah. What a delightful, sad robot. Um, so, Teferi, Joda, Sten, Teferi. Wait. Wait, te you said Karn. <laughs> Karn is, the, Let's is what I meant the first time I said <laughs> Teferi. And Jaya are all um, trapped in a tower on Argivia. Someone's um, going to fall in love. <laughs> well, someone is a traitor. <gasps> Maria, they are all locked in this tower where they ran after the, uh, the, the secret Phyrexian attack um, during the peace summit. Um, they all portaled here to get away. And unfortunately, there is a Phyrexian in the tower with them. See this, and one of them might also be a Phyrexian. We were wanted this to be like an episode of the uh, an episode of. We wanted this to be the thing. Yes, and it this is. is the thing. Oh. It basically is the thing, or the X Files episode Ice in season one. Everybody, um, just saying. Basically, it is the thing, except they are in a tower. Um, they're all fighting. Joda is like, I'm mad that Karn gets to come up with a plan. And Jai is like, that's because you're a grumpy old man, so shut it and sit down. Um, and everyone's like, I'm sad Karn won't trust me to tell me where the Silex is because he thinks any one of us could be a Phyrexian spy. And Karn's like, any one of you could be. You're all corruptible, weak little humans. Deal with wow. it. Wow. He doesn't say it in those words, obviously. But, but like... 
he's like, look, you're all people who can be corrupted, and I can't be because I'm Karn. Um, anyways, so they're like, okay, Truth. we have to go find. There was like the Phyrexian that got away in the tower. So there's like a bunch of levels to this tower, and they're like, classic, let's split up. Never split up, but they do. Yep. Um, and they go around looking for it, and Karn devises a plan where he already hid the Silex with Joyra, right? But she doesn't know, even know that yes. she has it in her yes. workshop. And so he, one at a time, as he's talking to people, is like, okay, I can trust you. I'll tell you where the Silex is. And then he How tells he them know? a fake spot. Oh, I see. As a way to figure out who it is. <laughs> Darn you old sucker. <laughs> so he like tells Teferi that it's like on the coast somewhere, like at the Telerian coast or whatever. Um, and meanwhile, they're like looking for this, this little Phyrexian that got away. Um, also, it is gross. There's like gross Phyrexian stuff all over the place. They're Phyrexian like fleshy goo. and also like gooey and like oily and also metallic. I can trust you. I'll exactly. tell you where the Silux is. <laughs> is. Is Bane here? <laughs> <laughs> I was raised in a cave. Um. Anyways, so, right, they're all, they're going around. There's some gross imagery. There's like, a, you know, like a vent that's become like a gross Phyrexian eye ringed with other eyes. You. Really disgusting stuff. Um, anyways, they like are looking for it and they can't find it. There's like a commotion. They run. Jaya's found it and is trying to like blast them with fire, but they keep being able to divide, like to oh, get yeah, away. Right. Um, so like they kill some of them, um, but they can't kill all of them. They're like, if they've divided, we have no idea how many are even in this tower. So Joda and Karn together make like a little compass thing that will help point to where the Phyrexians are in the tower. What? Which is very cool. Oh, that's neat. Right? Um, using, like, the Phyrexians that they've killed, and then, um, like, Joda's locator magic, and then Karn's, like, ability to manufacture. Uh, so, anyway, so they are going around the tower looking for things, but then they're, like, the compass is, like, ah! oh, and it's no. because the Phyrexians they're are all around them! them! Um, so they all get attacked a bunch, um, and Jaya, like, burns a bunch of them with fire, and Karn crushes a bunch of them, um, but Joda gets injured and Teferi gets like really injured, like oh, full really? on, like he going to die if they don't get him medical attention. Teferi's like um, somebody that I could think could never die. I know. Right. He's been around for literally forever. Yeah. He was Urza's student back in the day. And also he's like, Karn, look, I'm not going to say exactly. I'm sorry, but I should have questioned Urza's bad person-ness sooner. <laughs> and Karn's like, that's not an apology, but Okay. <laughs> Anyways, okay. um, so they're all being uh, they're all being attacked, right? They're all like recoalescing into one big group because you shouldn't have split up in the first place. Um, and like Karn is checking one of his little scrying glasses to see if the places that he's told them where he hid the Silex are being investigated by the Phyrexians yet to see if he can figure out who oh, amongst I see. them. That's a good is plan, a secret, Karn. Yes, good plan. It's a very good. It's a very good plan. Karn is very smart. Yeah. Um. Anyways, so Karn is like, oh man. No, no one has told yet, but I haven't gotten around to everybody in the group. I don't know who the Phyrexian is yet. Who is it? Um, and then he's like, okay, the whole tower essentially at this point has been Phyrexianized because it's Thran machinery. And they're like, the reason why we're getting attacked from all over is because all this tower is like a Phyrexian essentially. Um, and that's gross. And they're Whoa. like, we have to go shatter the power stone that powers it. Um, and then they open, like they also open like the shutters on the tower and they can hear that down in the streets of Argivia, it is chaos. I think that it seems like there's a lot of Phyrexians, sleeper agents coming out of sleep and attacking everybody. <laughs> can you be, can an inanimate object be Phyrexian? Um, I, it appears maybe so. 
Because, well, this tower is powered by something. So that's exactly so that so maybe, but it kind of seems like yes, anything can be a it can be phyrexianized. Um, so anyways, they're like, oh, you know, oh no. Um, and he tells Sten, he's like, oh, Sten, it's hidden in this other random spot where it's not actually. And Sten is like, it was me all along. I was the sleeper agent. That just awakens him. Yeah. We're like, yes. Being told the location. He's like, that's the information I needed. And like his, his, you know, his top busts off Hulk style. (laughs) And he turns out he's a Phyrexian and there's like a bunch of like sloopy arms. Yeah. Sloopy arms, essentially mechanical sloopy arms. He's attacking everybody. Um, he like almost like strangles Jaya to death. Wow. Um, Karn basically has to pull him apart physically. And Karn is like, I hate this. I feel really terrible. I was not made. Exactly. I was not made to kill. No, I except that he to was. Lie. I mean, I was, but I don't want to. He was to. made to kill him, but that's part of why he's sad about it. He's like, this really sucks. I didn't want to do this. Like Urza made me do I this as a war machine. You live from but he's like, Sten, he's like, I'm not killing Sten. Sten was already dead, right? Like the, yes. Sten has been completed. He's yeah. been Phyrexianized. Also, while the Phyrexians are attacking them and stuff, everyone's like, like Jaya has like a cut and everyone's like, did you get oil in that? Because you could become next. It's like zombieus zombie also because they're like, oh, if one of the Phyrexians like, like bites you and gets oil, Phyrexian oil in you, you could be completed. It's more like an X-Files episode You could get completed from this like cut on your arm. Um, so anyways, they're like all trapped in the tower trying to fight and they like call the weather light for help. They're like, um, Weatherlight, hey. Shauna and the Weatherlight. Hey, with, hey Weatherlight. Hey, Weatherlight. Can you come pick us come, up? Come get us, please. Things are pretty sucky right now. Exactly. Uh, They're like, Teferi's about to, to die you. if we don't get a medical <laughs> attention. Joda, like, sapped all of his magic trying to heal and protect people. Um, Jaya just almost got choked by Sten. Yep. Um, Sten we're in a, slooped out. We're in a, Sten slooped out. <laughs> um, we're in a bad shot. We're in a bad spot. He morbid out big come, time. Come pick us up. <laughs> Um, and that is chapter three. Wow. It's a little bit like a That's locked cool. tower mystery and a little bit like a zombie apocalypse. I story. like that episode. It was an excellent episode. That's probably my favorite episode of story time. Yeah. That we've ever had. I love it. Action, action packed the whole way. It really Accusations, was. Accusations, flying left jacuses. and right. Yeah. Uh, I would love to see that animated. Um, yeah. Or like whatever. Put it in your series, Netflix. <laughs> if that ever happens. If that ever happens. <laughs> Everyone, it is time for Flavor Check's Theater Movie Pitches, Brothers yes. War Edition. All right, so we're cracking this Brothers War set booster. Which I obtained legally, but with no money. <laughs> Which we all know, Maria. Did not. Maria confesses to being a thief on her own <laughs> podcast. Our token is a, a soldier. Nice. Uh, we're going to mix up these cards, put yeah. them onto the table, and then we are going to pitch you movies or TV shows based on the title or art or how it's somehow inspired yes. by the cards. Have any of these become a feature film yet? No, no, but any moment. They any of them could. Any of them at could. Any time. Because we've had some pretty good ideas <laughs> and some pretty bad ones. Ooh, well, look at our art card. Art card is autonomous assembler. Cute. Oh, I just have a mountain. It's my first one. Well, that doesn't count. I know. Pulling one right now. Pulling one right now. Um, all right. Oh, this one is a very timely film. Ooh, okay. okay. Um, this one is about um a, a woman who works like a classic, like um, factory job. Um, we're going to say that this is set though during the world war when like world war two and women are working in factories, These right? Are all gonna be a world she's, war II I know. <laughs> 
Yeah, culinary now. Brothers War. Here we go. <laughs> um, right. She's like an assembly manufacturer on the line. Yeah. Um, and she is like an like a perfect like right. She's like doing the hard work. She's doing she's, a good job. She's exactly. She's a great employee. Um, but everyone is like, wait a second, like we're not getting paid the wages that like the men doing these jobs were getting paid. Classic. Um, we're like, there's not any safety precautions in place. Classic. Um, and so they're like, we're going to form a union. And so it's a classic <laughs> film um, about Great. this woman working at the steel plant um, being an excellent employee. Yeah. And do you know what excellent employees do? They form unions <laughs> uh, in steel exemplar. <laughs> Great. Great Oscar bait there yeah. for sure. Oh, absolutely. Um, in this film, it's also a World War II film, surprising no one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's set from the point of the view of the enemies before they bomb London. Wow. So Wow, we're, we're setting this film <laughs> from the point of view of the Germans? It has to be to work, okay? Okay. Uh, then, but inside... Inside the the German camp, there is a sleeper cell of people who are working against the Germans. They're working for the Allies. There's a bunch of spies in there. And they're like, all right, we're getting ready to come and blitz London. Like, get get ready. They call call the U.S. and they're like, hey, get ready. Oh, wait, I don't know why they're calling the U.S. (laughs) But you know what? We're going to say that they do it. (laughs) They're calling. Hey. Hey. United States. Get ready. We're coming for one day. Get ready. Uh, and the thing that they have that's like their secret weapon is that they've been working on, much like the Enigma machine, <laughs> is a robot that's going to fly one of these planes. Oh. Um, just one? Just one. Okay. That's all the time they had to make. I mean, it was yeah. the 40s. Uh, and so they make this robot to fly one of the planes. But the, what the robot's going to do is in mid-flight, it's going to turn around and it's going to bomb all the German planes so that oh. they can't destroy all of London. Um, <laughs> uh, the, what they did is they gave this robot a conscience because yeah. you've had, you got to in this wow. film. Wow. <laughs> I'm like some real alternative history. This is yeah. like your own it's historical fiction. Uh, this is like your I own glorious bastards. <laughs> yes. But also it's like Pixar <laughs> because there's a robot. It's a robot. So it's the iron giant yes, meets inglorious yes, bastards. Yes. That's what it is. Do you know, that's actually a really good like mashup. Like <laughs> if someone pitched me that I'd be like, green light it. <laughs> sound cool now that i think about it yeah and the robot you know it, it has its conscience so it, it's trying to figure out like should it do should it betray all of the germans of which the only world it's ever known yeah it, since its creation and bomb reverse bomb them when they're trying to bomb london uh-huh. in blitz automaton wow all right i get it i mean it's going to be like pretty bad, but you'll watch it. <laughs> All right. Um, this is the story of um, a, of a village that has grown into a bustling city up beside a forest. Yeah. Um, beside like a, a forest that's kind of like a, so vast, they don't really know the other ends of it. Um, they trade like with, you know, like other cities, other villages <laughs> and stuff on like the developed land. But they are the ones that are beside this forest that is like so deep and vast. People don't go into it. Yeah. Um, but then suddenly something starts coming like at night along the edge where the forest is there start to be like really spooky happenings right like buildings getting destroyed um, people getting disappeared animals like livestock getting disappeared um, and everyone's like what is what is happening and they're like oh it is of the size that like it it must be something enormous right it's not like 
it's not like other people doing this, like coming and raiding this house and destroying it or something or people kidnapping other people's livestock. They're like, it's just like this house is like crushed by like a giant fist Um, or it is like all of the animals have been disappeared and they don't go anywhere. Like we don't know where they are. Um, And so they like make a set of sentries to watch the, like watch the forest on that side. Um, And they like, they can never seem to see anything except for one of them who one night sees like what looks like, like the forest itself has become an enormous like horseback (laughs) night um, that comes out and is like made of, you know, like branches and stuff that are all formed into this night. Yeah. Um, And it is the forest, you you know, taking its revenge. Getting revenge. Yes. On the people in Gaia's Corsair. (laughs) We watched a horror movie like that recently. Um, except he, he just goes with, eventually he just goes with the courser and he's like, yeah, I'm not going to fight for the city over this. No, You're right. You take it, Forrest. Uh, in this film, <laughs> we- have another steel exemplar, but foil. Ooh, foil. <laughs> um, we are once again in, a, we're with some robots. It's a robot society. Um, mm-hmm. they, they've killed all humans and have taken over, which yeah. will eventually happen, of course. And this is what's going to, what it's going to be like. And they form their robot society. And in robot society, you know, they realize that, you know, everything is Brutalist architecture. <laughs> there is no art. There's yeah. no music because there's no reason for it because they're robots. And they're like, we don't need that. Everything is painted gray. Shades of gray. Uh, their houses are gray. Their robot underwear are gray. They're... <laughs> Everything's gray. Yeah, everything's gray. And everything's shaped like a box until one day one robot is born <laughs> who All right. has an appreciation for the finer things in life and is like, why don't we paint something with a color on it? And everybody's like, no, shun the robot. Shun the robot who wants color. Wow. And the robot is forced to live on the outer edges of town but constructs a beautiful rainbow paradise with like like lovely, uh, like paints rainbows and on the sky and it just, just discovers Rococo architecture again <laughs> wow. and, and like makes beautiful yeah. tapestries highlighting robot history and eventually, you know, is in turn lauded in robot society. Once wow. they realize that, Hey, maybe we shouldn't have killed off everything from humanity mm-hmm. uh, in spectrum sentinel. Wow. That's pretty good. A little, I watched a that. little rainbow bright kind of situation, yeah. you know? Um, I also imagine that being iron giant. Yes, it was very iron giant for sure okay um this is a story it is set in something kind of like maybe kind of more akin to like middle earth or um the black cauldron series whatever <gasps> the name of like their their places um and in this like you know in this fantasy verse there's a set of religious zealots great um who are it. so like they become so rabid for you know like the return of their you know like their prophesied you know leader or whatever yeah um that they decide to just manufacture it they're like to we're going to their own we're leader? going to manufacture like what Christ. we yeah like <laughs> what we consider to be like the vengeant forces of like our our angry god Ooh. um they're like we're just going to make it happen right there's no like don't just pray for it make it happen Make it happen. I um, like and so that. they make like they're like okay it has to be imbued with kind of like what we see as the, like the practices of our religion um, of like the tenets of what we think is right uh, so that it carries out our form of justice and so they create this like metal like this giant angel um, that they're like yes go forth and like 
have justice on the world, but what we see of it. But of course, it like is actually imbued with kind of like a divine spark. Ooh, and that's it's cool. like, do you know what? Like, why would like why would I behave towards people in a way that people know that they're not supposed to behave towards each mm-hmm. other? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like the only people here worthy of the kind of judgment you seek are yourselves. <gasps> In Steel Seraph. Wow, that's yeah. cool. I like that idea of making your own religious figure when yeah, like they don't like, appear. You're just going to manufacture it. I like that oh, idea a lot. That's pretty cool. Um, I've got a film for you here, yeah. which is also very bleak. Um, so some disaster has befallen humanity, some kind of nuclear situation. Mm-hmm. And there's not a lot of people left. Um, but a few have managed to survive. And they've tried to rebuild society, but they've rebuilt it really bad. Like, it sucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you made it through, like, I'm sorry, yeah. I guess. Because really terrible people have taken power. And yeah. uh, it's just it's just pretty bad. There is an enclave, though, of humans who have survived and have, like, turned to nature. And they are, like, living in caves and have made, you know, beautiful trees structures and whatever and those are the good people but most of the people who are in power are bad because like right they're the ones who would rise to power because they're power hungry and they're like ooh, in a vacuum i'm going to you know yeah. take over and they have a series Some classic mad max situation. yes classic yeah. mad max situation and uh they have a, a bunch of like robots who are helping them try to rebuild society in their image right ooh, in this terrible yeah. form that they're making it but they have to clean up the disaster waste that's left mm-hmm. behind from the nuclear uh, winter. Um, and they specifically are looking for one weapon, which has been lost in the blast and they can't find it, but they can't go in themselves yeah. because they will die. So they send these robots in to try and find the last remnants of the nuclear weapon um, to basically blow up the tree people and yeah. be like, we are going to take over the earth. And they've commissioned all of these robots to go and search for it. One of these robots, however, is is finds finds it one day uh-huh. and will not and is like, should I bring it back or should I go and give it to the tree people or wow. what should I do with it? Because I've found it and now yeah. I have the power. I can either help the bad people or I can wipe them out. But if I wipe them out, am I just as bad yeah. as the people who made this disaster in the first place in Stone Retrieval Unit? Wow. Ooh, I would watch that yeah, actually. For sure. <laughs> this is one World War II and two, a lot of Iron Giant parallels. Yes. yes. Dystopian yeah. robot. But you know what? What land. is Brothers War if not Magic's Iron Giant? That's very true. Very um, true. All right. On a lighter note, okay. um, this is one about um, a classic, like Indiana Jones style archaeological dig, Ooh, right? Great. A little bit back in the day. Great. Archaeological dig. There's a bunch of archaeologists out at this, you know, like very dusty, sandy dig site um, looking for dinosaur bones, we'll say. Um, and they, they can't find any. And then one morning they wake up and like someone has left a baby at this, like at this archaeological site. Oh, they're like, what? They're like, I guess we have to take care of this kid. <laughs> so they take care it's of the, the kid. Um, and it do. turns out that like, they're like, this kid is a handful because it like, it keeps crawling away from us. Like it keeps getting away, you know? Um, and they're like, maybe that's what, how it ended up at this dig site in the first place. Maybe not someone left it here. Maybe this kid just like literally like got out of their house one night and came here to the dig site. And it turns out like every time, like the kid will crawl someplace and then we'll just like chill there for a while. And they're like, what is this? But then they dig in the spots where the kid, goes and that's where the they find knows. the dinosaur the bones and sure enough eventually a mom comes and is like or like a parent parents come and they're like oh my goodness we've been looking everywhere for our kid he like they just disappeared from their bed one night and they're like oh it turns out that they are an excavation prodigy <laughs> <laughs> 
That's great. There you go. Two archaeologists and a baby. Yeah. Uh, this is my film. It's the Brothers War version of Succession called Argothian Opportunists. Oh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, wow. call us, you know. Yeah. We usually say like 21st Century Fox or whatever, 20th Century Fox, call us. But, you know, now Netflix, Hulu, you can call us. You can call the us. The Roku channel. You can call us. That's on the table. Yep. <laughs> you can call us. Everybody, it's come time to say thank you to Ultra Pro, one of our other amazing sponsors of our Ultra Show. Yeah, so they have also a Cyber Monday deal that yep. goes through Wednesday, aka tomorrow. Tomorrow. Um, where you get 20% off Eclipse products. Um, this is their line where they do the color of the month. They have like a, a gorgeous array of colors. They have everything from like beautiful like alcove flip deck boxes to like the clear like acrylic deck boxes. I love those clear um, ones. Yeah. Yes, the they're clear so ones are pretty. so cool. Gorgeous dice, like really, really nice sets of dice um, that come in. Like you get a couple of D20s, some D6s, and a bunch of other, all the kinds of dice that you could possibly need. They've also got 50% off dice and dice accessories, 40% off uh, select uh, deck boxes and sleeves. And remember, you can always use code GLHF. Wall scrolls, uh, 50% off, yes. just saying. Uh, for 5% off, and that stacks. It stacks. Use GLHF. It stacks. It stacks. Just like Ultra Pro deck boxes. Yeah, there's so much stuff that's on sale right now on so Ultra Pro. Much. I'm here to tell you that I Get think sleeves. like nothing nothing is not on sale basically yes, it looks it like does, so it does appear that nothing is not on sale so uh, get over there and use cold GLHF for an additional 5% off all of these uh, Cyber Monday sales which go through a Wednesday, Wednesday. Uh, glitter satin towers glitter satin towers some of our favorite boxes also <sighs> just everything Jeez. all of it good stuff well, cats and kittens, that's this episode of Good Luck High Five. Yes. Thank you once again to everyone who made this episode possible. Yes. To Card Kingdom, to Ultra Pro, and to all of our new patrons. Remember to go over to the Discord and claim which part of the show is yours. <laughs> um, those were Adam, Matt, Marcus, Manuel, Christoph, Pumpkin Face, Jason, Willow, Sam, Bennett, and Hallie. Thank you. Thank you to every single Thank one of you, you so much. for making this show possible. Um, and we're very excited to ship you your playmats and buttons. Yes. Um, and look, Maria, that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven already claimed. So okay. a scant 87 playmats. Get in there, for everybody. Me. So yeah, starting the first of December, become a new patron at ten dollars a month or starting today yesterday actually uh, if you're a current patron up your pledge by five dollars a month or sixty dollars for the year if you're a yearly patron and you get access to one of these awesome play mats yes. too so get in on these you don't mm -hmm. want to miss out it's truly a thing of beauty um and we just love you to have you a part of our family here yeah. to close out the year Give us a present for the holidays. Uh, your patronage is exactly. the best present that you could give us. Show um, your support for truly. stuff like story time, for Flavor Text Theater, for Magic the Amateuring with Judge Rob. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All Our of it. new old segment. And uh, a special patron only access to Maria Explain Snap to Megan. <laughs> That's right. I'm so excited to learn what Snap is slash yeah. how to play it. Yeah, absolutely. That's available to patrons only. So become patron, patreon.com slash GLHF Magic. Uh, and we'll see you here next week, friends. All right.